Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Pretty Mental family, welcome back. My name is Valentina Sinistera. I am half of Pretty Mental. And my name is Paula Sinistera. I am a therapist and the other half of Pretty Mental. And we are sisters for all of you who are new or all of you have been listening and did not yet know. We love you. Thank you for being here. We're so excited to share a platform with you, to create this platform with you guys and to share our episode and and to share our guest today. This was an awesome conversation. Yes, Abigail took us into a beautiful dialogue all about balance and tapping into our truth and really becoming very discerning about what our truth actually is in the midst of all the social media quick messaging around spirituality and mental health that we have all over the place coming at us so much information. So this conversation was all about what it means to tap back into our truth and how to really slow down to be able to do that. And this was all inspired from a video that someone sent me on her, her video that someone sent me on Instagram, all about letting your nine to five be spiritual. And we're going to post that video, add the link to our show notes so you guys can watch it. I highly recommend that you watch it. I literally cannot ever see anything past 60 seconds. My attention span just doesn't work that way anymore. I am a child of this generation. And I her video is like 10 to 11 minutes, and I've seen it like five times. So I highly suggest that you watch it. It's you'll feel it. You feel that you feel her words and her messages from the inside out. So, and with that pretty mental family, take in a deep breath with us. And tune in. We open up this space, calling in our higher selves, calling in our ancestors, our angels, our guides, all of the energies that walk with us in this lifetime. We open ourselves up for whatever wants to come through, for the highest healing of ourselves, our community, everyone they come in contact with, and for the highest healing of the planet. We open up our hearts, our throats, our minds. Allowing us to fully connect, to fully open. The portal is now open. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. Abigail, welcome to Pretty Mental. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, ladies. It's a joy to be here. We're excited to have you. We're, I am. 
So a little background on how we know Abigail is a friend of mine sent me a video of yours on Instagram, which I will link in the show notes for anyone who wants to watch. It was really powerful. Um, and it was all about allowing your nine to five be spiritual and really honoring your nervous system. And right now it feels so relevant to talk about this because with the great resignation and everything that is happening in the world, a lot of people are really waking up to their spirits and waking up to the fact that they came here to do something more and they want to honor that. And sometimes it looks like, you know, let me fully just drop everything and fully commit to this one dream and make it happen Boom. because this is the way that yeah. I'm going to make it happen. If I'm only devoted to this and I don't give myself a plan B. Right. And it may work for some people. And also I think it kind of, I, I want to start introducing a different narrative as mm -hmm. well, where we can, like you said in your video, and I'll let you talk a bit more about it, but honor our nervous systems. Mm -hmm. So we don't come from a place of needing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we know when we come from a place of like, this must happen, mm -hmm. we're trying to take more from our creations, as you say, than, than we're, than we're allowing and being this open vessel for things to flow through. Mm -hmm. So with that, can you give our, our guests just a little bit of an intro to who you are and, and your journey into making that video? Yeah, <laughs> it literally, um, like whoosh, I feel such a, a landing in my body that, that, that video found you, um, and that it resonated so deeply with you because you're hitting the nail on the head. Um, with a great resignation and the mass exodus from the corporate world. And there's, you know, our generation and, and definitely the generation that's coming is, has gotten clear that we are more willing to risk the lack of the proverbial safety of, of a linear corporate job and a linear life rather than risk living a life and never feeling alive, rather than risk living a life within a system that siphons off the oxygen to our heart space. That's literally why, you know, cardiac illness is the number one killer in our society because the heart is dead, almost dead in our society. Um, so that, that video, do I need to introduce myself? I'm Abigail. I'm, uh, I'm uh, right now the titles I jam with are our mother. I have a four-year-old son. Um, I, I co-parent with his father. Um, I am an embodiment coach. I, I am presently working on being a conducive environment for the arrival of what I call the mother body, which is the, the woman who is the physical mother and who is steeped in, in nourishment and vitality and fertility and, and holds the um, energy of the entire family as she is the nucleus of the entire family. And, and that's a very different um, construct of motherhood that many of us, especially in the Western world, are, are handed as women. Um, presently, I am indefinitely based out of Oaxaca, Mexico. <laughs> I feel like a kid every time I say that. Um, 
in that video, everything I share comes from my lived experience. Um, meaning like four years ago, I tuned into the words financial freedom. I tuned into the words time freedom. And I tuned into the idea that, wait, I don't have to work a nine to five. That's not the only way to generate income, to live my life. That's not the only way to exist here. Um, in reciprocity with each other. It's not even existing. Nine to five is not existing in reciprocity. Um, and so I took the leap and I cut my, my, my nine to five is um, nursing. I've been a registered nurse for about six years. Um, I cut the cord, cold turkey. Um, it was one of the best decisions of my life. Um, as I value the experience of it, but it was also very hard, hitting a hard rock bottom of like, um, okay, that way is not working for me, right? There, there's sometimes buying the ticket, doing the thing, you know, going all in, is that going to actually um, create more distress in the field and, and end up backfiring, right? And just the, the knowledge of like, that's okay, that's okay if that doesn't feel good, taking the leap, taking the jump, buying the ticket. Like, like you said, there are nervous systems who are just can function like that. You know, they just, that's their elite, that's their genius. And that's the, that's their modality by which they tap into their genius. Um, and, but to kind of project that on the mass, you know, the gen pop um, can be very limiting. And I learned that in, in real time. Um, and so over the last three to four years, I've been really in this dance of, okay, not only do I want to leave my nine to five, but I'm very clear that when I leave my nine to five, what I need to be landing in needs to be sustainable, prosperous. It needs to hold itself. It needs to be a gentle landing for me. It needs to not feel like I need to rush and grind. And like I'm giving my time, which is my greatest currency you know, taking that, 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 um, that relationship we have with our nine to five and shifting lanes and bringing that into our creation space. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't compute. We're, we're totally shifting lanes, leaving the grind and the nine to five and the hustle over here and shifting into a totally new way of relating with our creations, you know, creation for the sake of creation. Um, and, and the, the spark of that video, the nucleus <laughs> attempting to arrive us to is when I came to Oaxaca I'm, I'm in a place, I'm going to get vulnerable and share a personal story. You know, I'm in a place where financially I'm extremely comfortable providing for my son. Um, my soul work and my virtual work is generating income and I don't need a nine to five. But I, when I arrived to Oaxaca without that guaranteed weekly limited um, hourly paycheck, what happened was I felt this pressure arriving around my creations and I felt this me wanting to extract more from them, right? Rather than letting them live and breathe and engage in the balance and the current of life, I was like trying to pull um, safety from my creations in, in the form of wanting that weekly guaranteed income from my creations. 
for me personally, that is not my genius. That is when I start twisting my work and I start putting the infrastructure, like the infrastructure turns into a capitalistic approach, mm-hmm. which is not sustainable, which is not the energy of prosperity, not the energy of fertility. It's um, the exact opposite. It's, it's high contrast. Um, and so I realized like, holy crap, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go work at a smoothie bar, like what, 12 hours a week if I need, literally just so the little girl in me who learned that the nine to five was safety and she's learning a different way, right? She's learning a different way now, but that the little girl in me can breathe and relax and I can take the pressure off my creation. And, you know, in your nine to five, get to understand in a way switching the lens from seeing it as a limiting factor. I'm stuck in this job and this and this and this. There's a part of me that recognizes that this job is giving me safety and security. I have agency over what I decide safety is in my body, but I also need to process the the metamorphosis of that definition shifting within my system. Am I, does that compute? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think when did you, when, so did you quit your job fully? I quit for a couple months and then I came back. So I do, I've been doing travel nursing for the last four years. So it's a very fluid space where, um, I'm working for three months and then I'm not, I'm working for three months and then I'm not. Um, so it's kind of allowed a lot of flexibility and fluidity in ex- experimenting with the nine to five and shifting out of it. Mm. What's coming yeah. up for me as you express all of this is how much nuance there is yes. for each individual's life journey yeah. and how social media just obliterates that. hundred percent. Um, there's so 100%. much messaging, you know, like there's so many there I'm a therapist and there's so many therapy yeah. messages on there that it, they almost become like fast food therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? such a good phrase. Yeah. These are the boundaries that you need to have. And yet when you actually go into your process and unpack it, and, and really take your time with it, you may realize that it's a, it's, it's a little more fluid. It's more nuanced. It's not that black and white. And it takes a little bit more time to really digest that and to really understand how to apply it to your individual life. Um, and it's so easy for, for people to get misguided by all the messaging that they see out there because everybody's putting it out there with absolute certainty and conviction in what they're saying. And when you're in a vulnerable place, you read those things and you're like, Oh my God. Okay. So that that's, that's the rules. You're looking for the rules. And actually there are no rules. We have, I love what you're saying because it's okay. Take that, but then actually tune back into your truth because it's a lot more nuanced than what all these platform messages make it out to be. Mm. Yeah. Just like, go ahead. No, go ahead. I say it was, it, that's the the ultimate road of of becoming a sovereign being, right? Is receiving the information, but being so rooted in, like you said, your truth, your energy, your knowing, your body, your soma, your blueprint. You run it through a filter. You know, you run it through your filter. There is nothing outside of you that can give you the answers. Like they, they really, truly are there. And 
we live in such an age, like you said, where we're just being inundated. Like this is how you do it. And it's flashy and it's glamorous and it's like 10K months. And it's, do you want this and time for, you know, all those catchy mm -hmm. words. Um, but really what's happening there is very easily we're getting pulled outside of our, our, our experience, our truth, our existence, outside of our wisdom, our innate knowing. Like you were the only person who can, um, who can receive and filter and navigate your way. There's, there's just, yeah. 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 I, I, the, the metaphor of fast food is just so relevant because <laughs> it's so relevant. Yeah. You know, it's like it, Instagram is fast food therapy and fast food oh spirituality. <laughs> And it can take you, it can, it can definitely educate us quite a bit and open our awareness yeah. to like, oh, okay, this line of thinking exists, but to Boom. really understand what that line of thinking is, I believe you have to go to the roots of it and really take your time mm. with it and let it simmer and process and kind of mm. focus your attention in one place rather than, mm. okay, abundance, transcendence. Uh, boundaries, narcissism. Right. We're like, like if I quit my job, I'm going to be abundant. <laughs> it's like, hold they on. They told me it's going to come. They <laughs> told on. me it's my birthright. There was like yeah. a whole embodiment <laughs> process that we missed yeah. on the way there. You know, like yeah. what you're saying with the fast, yeah. fast food, it's like we see these headlines or these stories of people who are just like very successful. These, yeah. uh, these like dreamy ideal lives that we're watching. And we're like, okay, so like, yeah, what I need to do is this, this, and this you know, and then, and then I can mm -hmm. get there and we're mm -hmm. missing the entire, like, all, we mm -hmm. also have no idea what that person's upbringing was like. We have no idea what their nervous system can handle. We have no idea. And they are a trust fund baby too. You know what I mean? Like you have no, no idea. There's so many things you don't know. And you're throwing yourself out there and taking that path when that is not, that was their path you know, mm -hmm. and we're idolizing a dream more than we're idolizing our own evolution. Mm. And I think, you know, at least for me, this is something that I started coming to terms with was I had this dream of having this like very first, like I was looking at like the top level goal of having like a very abundant, I do breath work, spiritual yeah. life and where my modality, my creations came through breath work, my, you know, it was, it was going to be this beautiful image. Right. And then mm. I started thinking and like, I got into a situation where I'm like, okay, I need a little bit more stability in my life. Mm -hmm. And until I can make that happen. And I shifted my mind from what is, what is really my goal here? Is my goal just to have that life or is my goal for my own personal evolution? And if it's for my own personal expansion and evolution, then I am going to co-create with whatever assignments are giving to me, given to me in this moment, whatever is being placed in front of me and whatever needs are being shown at that moment. And yeah. right now it's to have a more stable job while I build that other thing. Yes. Yes. Prioritizing what safety means in your nervous system, because mm -hmm nervous system reigns supreme even over logic right logically like this could work you know the the virtual job the creation job the soul job could work but if nervous system if the little girl the little child is not on board with that it's gonna backfire 
end of story, right? And like you said, like to make it a, a sustainable existence, an existence that will hold itself and carry itself, you get to bring in that nine to five, you get to bring in that piece, whatever it is, if it's four hours a week, if it's 30, if it's 12, you get to bring that in and, and, and let that be the, the, the rocks beneath your feet. You get, I can stand here. And from here, there's so much more space because my safety is addressed. It's like Matt, it's like literally the basics of what is it? Maslow's hierarchy, yeah. right? Like mm -hmm. safety, mm -hmm. love and connection. And then, and then like all these basic needs, the bottom is safety, bottom line before the apex of, of God. Mm -hmm. for touching base with, with creation source energy yeah yeah, yeah. i something that you said on one of your posts was that it, about shifting from i want to build an empire to i want to create yes. an ecosystem yes yeah yes. can you maybe go a little more into that yeah absolutely um and this is something that i'm i'm um simmering and metabolizing metabolizing presently um so just to preface it with um you know i'm, I'm a student of this i'm not teaching it I'm, I'm actively learning it but i would love to jam on it because it, it's going to be it's going to be the future it's going to be the future um you know we have There's, there's a lot of talk in, 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 in the, the channel in which I was addressing this when I was talking about it was kind of in the online world and in the spiritual coaching world of, um, of divine feminine businesses in, in, these, in these people building empires and how ultimately what we're doing is we're taking our soul work, our gifts, and we're putting them in this in this capitalistic infrastructure. We know an empire dominates. Um, an empire extracts um, funds. Um, an empire has a commitment and devotion to keeping oneself on the pedestal, keeping your empire alive, rather than the, com the commitment and devotion to what is true. You know what is true. Um, and it was my own participation in, my, in the beginning of playing with my soul work, my own participation in this framework that did not feel good and created dissonance. Um, and that showed up as posting every day, um, posting about what I do, um, using emotional hook points to get women to come into my container. Um, you know, constantly questioning, can I charge more? Okay, I'll charge more, you know. Um, and what's happening is this, this shift to, A, show me an empire that has, you know, withstood the test of time. Every empire has crashed, ceased. Um, it's not a sustainable framework. And it's built on the backs of um, the people on the bottom of the totem pole. And there's no reciprocity. There's no prosperity. There's no accountability. It's, um, it's the center of the ego. 
Um, and so what's coming forward is, is in all areas of life, not just this online quote unquote coaching business or world, um, but the way I engage with the food I eat and the clothes I buy and um, where can I value and where can I bring, tear down this pyramid structure, this hierarchy? And where can I, we bring it into a circle, into just the balance and into the current of life, um, engaging and, and, and living in reciprocity with each other rather than needing to constantly dominate and get ahead and, um, you know, extract resources from the earth and from people, which is what as capitalism and colonization is what you know the pattern of of humanity has done for centuries. And 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 look at where we're at. Um, we're at a very critical time, and, and the and the tipping this the scale is going to tip one way or another, right? Which is why so many of us are here to assist with the direction in which it's going to tip. Um, and I see this so so clearly as as a, a re, um, reawakening and reclamation of the feminine energy. You know, women um, usually being the, the, the beings who, who resonate with the feminine energy the most, women being the channel by which this is going to uh, take hold in society, creating a circular, you know, we're talking regenerative farming, we're talking centering the children, we're talking, um, you know, um, my mind just went blank. Slowing down. And that happens a lot. That happens a lot when she's like, okay, you're done. <laughs> that was enough. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slowing down. Um, Slowing it just, down. to me, it relates Breathing. to what we were initially talking about in the, at the beginning of the conversation, because wanting to build a business and manifest your abundance right away is it's all, it's a frantic energy that I love that. How you use the word extraction. Yes. You're extracting from your own life source yes. to force things to happen in a way that the mind wants it to happen, but not in the way yeah. that n nature doesn't work that way. Right. Like you don't get no. to plant a flower yeah. and yell at the flower <laughs> to bloom faster, attract it with your energy to bloom faster. Yeah. Attract yeah. it with your, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, doesn't work. we live in a very physical realm at the same time as ethereal. And if we really pay attention to the way that nature moves, it's, it's mm -hmm. slower. Like it takes time mm -hmm. to digest it. Yeah. It take it, it. There's a balance there. Yeah. You know, one animal dies, the other one is nourished. The, you know, the trees mm -hmm. take from the earth, the earth gives to the trees. There's a balance it's an there. Yeah. It's an ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and that takes context into account. Mm -hmm. It's not just, I'm going to create this because this is what mm -hmm. my mind thinks is a good idea. And this is what's going to feel yeah. good. And that's it. It takes right. context into account. And so that's where kind of going back to all the messaging that we get on social media of like, mm -hmm. this is, this is exactly where you should practice your boundaries. And this is, mm -hmm. this is what manifestation looks like. This is what abundance looks like. It's all out of yes. context. Yes. 
It's all out of context for whoever's receiving that message. I know in my therapy work, it takes like, takes a few sessions before I really start giving actual a more directive guidance. Yep. I may give like, yeah. like, okay, maybe just like chew on this or chew on that. But before we really start diving into understanding how to move around in that person's system, emotional mm-hmm. system, life system, community system, there has to be an understanding of the full context in which their symptoms mm-hmm. or their behaviors are operating. Mm-hmm. And that takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Something that um, we are so conditioned against in a very instant gratification, you know, get it in prime shipping, you know, pull up your phone and you can be stimulated in a second. And um, part of the creating an ecosystem is moving back to letting things grow and shift and move within the organic pace that all life grows and shifts and moves, including your exit from the nine to five and your entrance into, you know, the quote unquote dream lifestyle. There was a point in point, there was a point in time where I had arrived myself to this, this, this rock bottom belief of maybe I'm an exception to the bounty because I'm doing everything. I'm doing the manifestation practices. I'm visualizing, you know, I'm, I'm breathing, I'm, I'm meditating, I'm declaring to the universe what I want. I'm here to claim my birthright and it wasn't working. And it was hitting that rock bottom and simmering with it and, and, and working with it. And um, that arrived me to the very clear ideal that we all literally come in with our own blueprints for bounty. There, there's like, there's no one way. We have to really disintegrate this thought of there's a one highway mm-hmm. to accessing your birthright bounty because it's a real thing. It is. You have, you came in. They, they, if it's not working, because I've met people and I know people intimately in my life who these practices work for. You know, I know someone who built a six-figure business in one year, and it was an incredible um, manifester. And, you know, you look at that and you're like, what am I doing wrong? And I, you know, shifting that to realize, you know, the modalities by which I'm attempting to access it are not the modalities by which I'm here to access it. We're, we're actually here to bring in many different ways. There's no one way we're here to bring in. We have our own blueprint to bounty. It is literally that accessible. We have our own blueprint, you know, and it's just like you said, the fast food Instagram teachings of, you know, here's my five minute guide to manifest in your dream life. That is like the first hallmark, uh, the, the cardinal sign. What you need to start moving away from is those, those five minute guides. Anything that tells you this is the quicker, the faster. Like, no, we're moving into a more sustainable, slower pace. Just like you said, slowing down, you know, humans who actually are breathing, humans who are actually engaging with the current, humans who are actually um, accountable for the effect that their work has as it ripples out, you know, as you build this quote unquote um, empire, there's a lack of accountability for the effect it's having and, and the energy it's leaving behind and, and the cave and the, and the ditch it's digging. 
um, within the you know societal and communal uh, and communal relationships. And the mature feminine is going to come into deep accountability for the way her energy, the way she lives, the way she moves, the way she exists on the smallest minute level has an effect in the balance of everything. Mm -hmm. This makes me think of, you know, just Sarah, who was on our podcast two, two podcasts ago, we always talk about the, uh, the new paradigm and the old paradigm, right? And the shift from the old paradigm into the new paradigm is a way is, is more of that circle functioning yes. as a community functioning from a place of, of spaciousness and ease mm. and really getting intentional about the new systems that we want to build because we, you know, we hear it all the time. The old systems are crumbling, but we have to get really intentional with the new ones that we're building. You know, the old systems are crumbling, then what? Right. And the way that we are going to do that is by really rethinking everything that we have been doing and the ways that we have been working and the ideas and the ideals that we have bought into mm -hmm. and rethinking, yeah, just everything, everything that we're building. And for mm -hmm. me, it's like groundbreaking news to me that I'm now accepting the nine to five world. Like Amazing. truly, you know, now you're stepping on the launching pad. Our guests have our our uh, listeners have heard me say a million and one times, like, "Oh no, after this current job, I'm going to the jungle. There's no way you'll get yeah. me back into another system where I'm working for someone else." Yeah. And and I like knew it, like to the point where now I'm like, God damn, because when you apply to new jobs, you have to like show proof of like other things that, and other projects that you've done. And I, I like fully burned mostly everything that I've ever done. <laughs> like I didn't save any of it, which is so stupid, but it's all Over good. <laughs> right. Cause I was like, there is no plan B for me. Like I'm I'm yeah. making a declaration to the universe that this is the way that we're going to do it. And I am one of those people who can you know, while I have a, I, you know, my nervous system needs a lot of tending to, I also take big risks and they play yeah. out for me. Yeah. You know, I moved to LA. Those without come a, hand in hand. Yeah. 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 What comes hand in yeah. hand? Taking big risks. Yes. Tending to the nervous system. Yes. It's not an absolute, it's not black and white here. It's not like, okay, I'm going to be like really tending to my nervous system and not take any risks because that's a little scary. Okay. But we're not getting anywhere, you know? And that's the fine line with this too, right? Is like, yeah, okay, we're telling ourselves to tend to our nervous systems and not do anything that's going to throw us off balance. But at the same time, we don't want to get in a place where now we've created a little island that we need to protect right. every, ourselves from, you know? Yeah. So it's for me, in my experience, it's less about it's, 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 it's okay to be off balance. Can you teach yourself how to stand on rocky ground, shaky ground? when things are shifting and moving, when creation is taking shape and form in your life, you're gonna be standing on rocky ground, right? It's more about knowing where is my, where am I now about to throw myself into a trauma response? Where am I now about to shut down because I push too hard? Mm -hmm. 
where can I gently play in like the rocky ground and like, whoa, this feels a little risky. And like, I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling my heart's beating and, and, you know, I'm feeling all those nervous system responses of fight or fight or flight, because when we go into the fight or flight with awareness and with loving tenderness, that's when we, you literally get to shift the story around what you're experiencing, right? When you, when you create that rocky ground, when you breathe in that rocky ground and you commit and you stay in that rocky ground, maybe for two months, maybe for a year. And then you're like, oh shit, girl, like I got my footing here. I'm gonna dance on this rocky ground, right? And then you just expanded your nervous system capacity, right? So I think a lot of times people are like, <laughs> go do the uncomfortable thing, hold on, pause, is that uncomfortable thing actually going to throw you into complete and utter fetal position? Yeah. That's the responsibility piece of like getting intimate and playing with and experimenting and, and knowing ourselves, right? Um, there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. It's just creating awareness and playing and feeling, oh, that didn't feel good. This is, we're going to try this again, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's titration. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just all about titration that, um, that's what we do, you know, in, in psychology and psychotherapy, when you're helping somebody overcome a fear and shift their nervous system response to certain stimuli or certain triggers, you build a hierarchy and you don't start out with the, with what gets the person anxiety at the level 10, you, that's not right. wise. You don't start out with that. You start out with like, okay, what, what'll get you to a three? Cool. Right. Let's dance on the three for we'll, we'll, we'll just keep leaning into the three for a while until the yeah. three doesn't Hold feel like a three, three anymore. Hold yeah. The three. Yeah. Until the three doesn't feel like a three anymore. Okay. Now we're going to do the four and you kind of, you mm. keep doing that until, okay, yeah. now we're at five cool until five doesn't feel like five anymore. And the nervous system is like expanding little by little till you're at a 10 Yes, till the 10 is something that is actually possible. Yes. Yes. You get, we get to titrate out of our nine to five jobs. That's the Mm -hmm. perfect word. Yeah. And into this new reality, this new dream reality. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's like always, yeah, always asking ourselves like what our nervous system needs at that time because I, I mean, like I left home after, um, I left home when I was 20 without like, you know, it was my first time ever. And I was like, I'm just going to leave. And like the next day I found a house and I'm like, I'm just, I don't have roommates yet, but I'll figure it out. And (laughs) like, I always just did that. And then when I came to LA, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a home. I also had never not had roommates. And yeah. I also thought that I could not on, like, I could not afford LA. There was just no way it was like doubled, almost triple everything that Atlanta was, but I got here and I was like, I'm going to stay. And, you know, some people were like, you literally have no job. You have no place to stay. And like you, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to do it. And I made it happen. And I yeah. live in a studio by myself, you know? Yeah. And some pretty big risks, but at that time, me speaking back on it feels like more of a risk than when I was in it. When I was in it, there was a, a, there was like spaciousness within me to do it. Yeah, there was, it wasn't anything that was like, Oh, this is crazy, but I'm just going to do it. It was like, I guess this is kind of crazy, but it definitely feels like the best next step. Like my nervous system is still pretty at ease. Yeah. And 
so for me, like now where I'm at with wanting more stability in my life, it is, I know that I need it because I can feel my, the, I can feel little Valentina being like, Hey, Mm. I really want to make sure that we're going to be okay next month. Are you going to let me know that we're going to be okay? And I'm like, I got you girl, you know, like just, I can totally see like the fears that I had when I was five and six, just start to pop up. And that's when I know like, okay, listening to my nervous system is the most spiritual thing that I can do because when I feel taken care of, I become that open channel for downloads to come through. And now I'm almost looking at the quote unquote nine to five. And by the way, they're not all nine to like the, the job world has, you know, it's changed especially a lot since the pandemic. So it's, it's a nice time to go back into this. And there's a lot of great companies that are (laughs) there also also trying to restructure the way things have been done. But I, um, Oh, I lost my train of thought with that last thing I was going to say with the taking care of little Valentina going back into the nine to five. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm seeing the nine to five, almost like this loving Mm. being who's like, like I got you for a little bit. Yes. It's funny yes. that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. Yes. Perspective is everything. Everything. And it's not, like you said, it's not about not taking risks. It's about which risk is actually of your soul. Mm-hmm. Which direction, like, is your intuition? Um, where, where are you? Where is your blueprint? Where is your knowing? taking you right. The, um, devastating risks are when we're trying on someone else's life and we're trying to be like them or do their blueprint or the way they did it. Um, intuition and soul, they're going to take you to risk because that's how we evolve, right. Bumping up against the edges of what is known to us and what is not known. Um, And I really resonated with your story, Valentina, about moving to LA because um, when I quit, the first time I quit nursing, (laughs) I quit nursing. The first time I quit nursing, um, I literally sold everything and did the quote unquote van life for a very short amount of time. I thought it was going to be the next thing for my life and my son. Um, but I went and I lived in, um, Sedona, Arizona on the red rocks and in the forest. Um, and in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, wow, Abigail, (laughs) girl, like that was, that was risky, but in it, there was such a knowing, like I couldn't be shaken. There was such a clear knowing, oh no, this, this I'm good. Like, this is where I need to go. Right. And like, if we're following that soul fire, we are always going to be only um, serving our highest evolution in these great risks, right? I resonated with that story a lot. Have you guys um, have you guys read The Alchemist? Yes. Um, this conversation is bringing up major alchemist vibes for me. Um, and something he, that he talks about in there is is be- beginner's luck, <laughs> which <laughs> may or may not be a thing, but. 
it's an interesting notion of the universe yeah. kind of like when you start off, it wants to make sure that you keep yes. continuing, yeah. um, that it's going to like make it kind of like real streamlined at first. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like, it's not, it's no longer about that. Yes. Yeah. That was like with what was happening, you know, when I got to LA and finally, I mean, big, big risks. And then everything fell into yeah. place. Like I got a my dream place just happened the next day. My dream job was like delivered to me. Like everything was just given to me. And my friend was like, is this your Holy land? My friend was just (laughs) convinced that this is like where my ancestors were from because she was like, I've never seen this level of manifestation. I would say things and they would come to me almost Mm. immediately. And, and that went out for for like a little over a year. And then when things started getting rocky, I was like, excuse me, good sir. Yeah. Pardon <laughs> like, the fuck out of me. Can you keep <laughs> the vessel open? Like, come on, where, where? <laughs> like I'm trying to manifest out here. And then I realized like, I, and I, I almost felt myself like the visual was like me backing into a corner, backing into a corner, be like, mm. no, 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 I'm not gonna like, I'm gonna stay here as long as I can. I'm not gonna face the thing that I need to face. And then finally, I, um, I got sick. My body physically got sick. Yeah. And like on this specific weekend, it was a few things that were like coming back to back. And I was just like, I've been on a health health journey for a while, but like this weekend things hit pretty hard. And then my brother called me and he was like, Hey, I'm just checking on you, making sure you're okay. And then I started crying Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm tired of fighting. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do this anymore. And I was like, and I like, I just, I also, you know, I need to make more money. I like that, that came up and I finally allowed myself to say it. And Mm. when I said that, I was like, "Mm, I got to get real with myself on what I need right now. And when I finally made the decision of like, and it was scary, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to like for a while, I need to lean back into something that is a little more certain and guaranteed. And when I finally let myself do it and had a few conversations, allowing that to like integrate inside of me, I felt this ease take over and was like, okay, like this feels like the exact puzzle piece that I needed Yeah. for what I need right now in my life. Yeah. Working with what is. Working with with what is. And that's when I realized I'm like, oh, I thought that like doing this spiritual journey meant like doing spiritual jobs and like stereotypically on the surface, spiritual jobs and helping other people wake up to their own power. And then I realized I'm like, yes. And the journey is always going to be with yourself. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. The journey is here to see you expand. Your soul came to expand. And that could very well look like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You could go into software engineering or be a zookeeper or be a, you know, whatever it is that what you need will be presented within these things that are being placed in front of you. So if this is the thing that the universe is saying, now it's time to do this, to fight it off because you think, you know, your journey of expansion is somewhere else. That's now constricting your open vessel instead of being like, okay, this is what is being placed in front of me. Let me co-create with what is and see where this takes me. And let me completely wipe out what I thought my journey looked like and needed to look like and what this, yeah, what it, what it needed to look like. Like, let me just show up every day, completely blank and Mm. what I can do here. Yeah. 
That was fucking beautiful. There's a, for, um, it's kind of the energetics of it is kind of in line with what you just shared. There's an unspoken mean with, with manifesting and, and accessing and co-creating that dream life um, where really you're only as the human on the human end of this co-creation, your only job is to hold vision. Hold the vision and then submit. Submit to the dream, submit to the idea that this, this thing, this life, this whatever, whatever it is, job relationship that you are wanting is eyeing you, is wanting you. It's a two lane. It's looking to land right here. And we have this idea of like, okay, I have the dream. Um, I know how I'm going to get there. I know when I'm going to get there. This is how it needs to go. All these steps, which is really the deconstruction. Letting go of this is the deconstruction and submitting to the dream is the deconstruction of this linear timeline that we submit ourselves to, that we've been taught to live within. And breaking down that linear timeline and submitting to trusting that, okay, if I just ultimately can hold this vision, this vision, this dream is actually working on me. It's working on me. It's opening me. You know, real soul desires are going to work you open because they're going to be part of your evolution. Bottom line, mm-hmm. you know? And so this, this for me, Valentina, the, the submission piece was like, you know, that, that piece of submitting to okay, baby, hit me with it. You know, mm-hmm. like, how are we going to, you tell me how we're going to get there. And, and me being present to every fucking painful thing, gritty, tearful, embarrassing thing, right? Going home to live with my dad because I hit rock bottom, right? Being present with that, letting that shape me, change me, grieving, crying, raging. Ultimately, was the dream working me open? That's yes. all it ever is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's so beautiful. And something else that I've said on here is that like always stay open, right? Because what you, you, you have this like idea of what you want, but if you're only looking at that, then you're not going to yeah. notice when it comes in sideways. And <laughs> through this journey, I have that I'm on now, I've actually met some of the most beautiful humans that I have, that have become my closest friends in a short amount of time. And I'm getting introduced to people that I, that are bringing me into breath work in their world because I'm looking for a different nine to five. And like, Oh yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But also would you want to do breath work with my company? I'm like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's, it's, and this is where I feel like I, I mean, I have fully surrendered and Paula, we talked about this in our last one where, have you ever read this, uh, um, Michael Singer's the untethered soul or the surrender experiment? I've rather read the untethered soul, not the surrender experiment. Yeah. I mean, he basically just like completely flows. And I feel like that's where yeah. I am right now too, where I'm like, like, all right, he, he was in the, in the nine to five, like software world. And then he yeah. just kept getting brought in to make like into the spiritual world. And mm. I'm at the place now where I'm like, if you, you could literally take me to like, I mean, this isn't going to happen, but I'm like, you could make me like a, an engineer, you know, and I'm going to do it. Whatever you ask of me, I I'm trust. going to do right now, 
because Mm. I am starting to realize like anything I could have ever wanted is actually coming in sideways, not in the way that I would have realized it. And had I blocked myself from off from this journey, I would have blocked myself off from a lot of the blessings that are starting to pour in. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Fucking powerful. And I'm, I'm one of the things I love witnessing is literally this deconstruction of the linear timeline that's happening. There is nothing that is linear in the natural ebb and flow of nature of creation. And like for us humans to apply ourselves into this, this construct and expect it to go that way. And then, and then let it destroy us literally and open up to, like you said, Oh, it's coming in sideways or from behind me, you know, and all the ways I couldn't see before. It's beautiful. And also this, this like, um, removal of the word spiritual community. It's all spiritual disintegrating and dispersing that not just into this box of, you know, people who meditate and, and say, you know, Shiva and Shakti and and breathe and, and all this stuff. And, um, it's all of it. Spirit belongs in all of it, you know? Of course, of course it does. Why wouldn't it every if it's all being powered by life force? Yeah, all of it. The fact of us putting it into categories are like if you move a certain way or you do these specific things, then then you are. No, a spirit is moving through all of us. That's energetic life force. Yeah. 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 Is that Chick-fil-A? Everywhere. Is that (laughs) your phone? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And if we other anyone or anything or any way of life or any way of being, we're othering spirit, you know, Mm. until we can fully say this is all one Mm. and I embrace everything here as divine (laughs) and holy and sacred. You know, that that's when we're we have we have opened every single one of our channels up to what is here Mm. for us. Mm. Well, something else that Michael Singer says um, is that at some point you have to make the commitment to either relate to life from the place of how can I get life to please me, which is a tricky ground that there's a a sliding uh, slippery slope there in the manifestation conversations and manifestation communities. Um, So it's flipping from how can I get life to please me, which becomes an egoic anxious trap because that's really, you're really flirting with wanting to control things, which is what creates anxiety and not feeling safe because we know we control. So we're not going to feel safe when we're trying to control because it's not going to work or committing to life being about growth. Yeah. And if life is about growth, not for life to move in a way that pleases me, but rather growth, then I'm going to learn to respond to what is present in front of me and learn to keep my balance there. Like you were saying earlier, standing, standing on that rocky ground until you develop the muscles to stand there mm-hmm. um, more comfortably before you move on, but really responding to what's in front of us and learning to keep our balance there, mm-hmm. which is a form of growth until you're ready to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he says he's, he, he, his life is kind of a, a testament to this. And I, I do believe it, that if we make growth, our primary objective, everything else is going to take care of itself. Mm. But if we focus on taking care of everything and making, trying to make everything be in a way that pleases us, um, that's just a gateway to 
emotional distress <laughs> because life yeah. is going to do what life does. Either yeah. way, life is going to do what life does. So we right. may as well play <laughs> by its smacking. rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, a testimony to, to a level of emotional maturity as well. And, it, and it's an analogy to the, to the empire versus the ecosystem. ecosystem, where the empire is the approach of, you know, how can life serve me? How can I make more of me? And the ecosystem is, you know, the human coming to something and saying, how can I serve life here? How can I serve the pulse of life here? Yeah. Amen to that. Mm. Well, as we begin to wrap, wrap up, well, before we even ask that question, is there any, how can our followers keep up with you? How can our followers, not followers, it's a weird our audience, our listeners, our community, our community. <laughs> I literally, I hope I, yeah. How can our community keep up with you? How can they follow you? How can they, if they want to work with you, connect, yeah. with, you. connect with you? Thank you. Um, Instagram's the best. Um, Abigail Rose Turner is my Instagram handle. Um, upcoming, I just, I guess it depends on when this, when this goes live, but on June 5th, I have a a workshop slash experience, um, of the primordial feminine, which is connecting back into the, the, the taboo aspects of femininity, bringing the heartbeat of the feminine energy back alive within us, which then brings it alive within our families and our community, um, a journey of sensuality, breathing and sounding and movement, all those things we've been um, told how to do. Um, And then I have, um, I do what I call right now a coaching space. I don't have any other word for it um, where I work intimately with women one-on-one for evolution, metamorphosis. Yeah, bring forward the ancient women, the wild women. Okay, I love that. that in there. Of course. Yeah. And we'll add everything to the show notes. And if there's any links or anything like that, send them to us. Um, other than the Instagram links, we can pull those. But can can people yeah. find the the container that you're opening on June 5th on your Instagram? Yeah. Link is okay. in my bio. It's Great. on event break. Yep. Okay. We'll do that then. Pop on in. And something that we like to ask all of our guests is even though we've been talking about it essentially the entire Mm -hmm. time, but let's, we can wrap it up with what does mental health mean for you right now? What is the definition of it for you right now? I think really, truly when, um, when we're looking at at the wholeness of ourselves as human mental health is body, mind, and spirit. And that's, it's, it's all of it. It's all of it. There's actually no separation. Um, there is, but there isn't, right? It's that beautiful gray area that we get to honor. Um, that feels true. I love that. I'm going to leave it at that. Love that. <laughs> when yeah. it's all connected. Yeah. And the very last thing that we like to do is guess um, our guest zodiac signs. I have do no it. idea, man. <laughs> I'm like really out here trying. Do it. Hold on. Do I get to guess yours? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Out, but I really want to do it. I really I would love that. Are you kidding me? No okay. one's ever guessed. Um, Paula, if you, do you have one? 
So don't respond and if we get it right or wrong, so we can both go. The first thing that came up to me was Leo. I'm actually getting those kind of vibes. I'm getting Sag, Sagittarius. Mm, Pisces. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Let me see. Um, <laughs> you can can I give you us. a hint? Okay. Yeah, you get- I'm an air sign. Are you in a, no, no. Uh, are you Libra? Yes. I feel like we've had a lot of Libras lately. A lot of Libras have been entering my life it. lately. A lot. I love it. Hi, baby. Hi. <laughs> my friend told me he's an astrologer. He's like, whenever there's a sign that's popping up in your life a lot, like what is the message that the universe is trying to give you? Balance. You know, <laughs> balance. I'm, I'm doing that. it. Don't you see? You are though. What a <laughs> conversation about balance that we just had about, right. you know, the gray area. That's fucking beautiful. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Paula, are you a Gemini? Very that's close. She's a, she's a rising Gemini. I'm a rising Gemini. I'm a okay. Gemini rising. So okay. Um are you a Virgo? No. <laughs> no. What's your element? Fire. Sag. No. Aries. <laughs> no. I'm just going to go here. There's Leo. only one left. Yes. Leo, you're She's Leo. Leo. She's yeah. Leo. Yeah. Huh? I can but feel you that you. got the, but you, you, you got the yeah. Gemini rising though. That's real. That just popped in. It must be yeah. the during Gemini season though. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But we are here okay. communicating. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Valentina. Okay. I'm so excited. You no one's ever done are, this before. <laughs> I get, um, I, okay. Are you, um, okay. The three that are coming up are Scorpio Pisces. And I'm going to leave it at those two. My moon is in Scorpio. Okay. And that same astrologer friend told me that when your moon is in Scorpio, it tends to overpower. So you might as well be that sign so it's it's interesting that you you saw saw that um i'm in aries Aries, fire yeah i love it you guys are both fire yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) projected that onto you although do you know what your do you know what your rising sign is so i don't i have i don't know my birth time i've been trying to figure it out because now Um, i'm wondering now i'm wondering if when we guess people's zodiac signs on here since all we are going off of is one conversation if we're more if we're more likely to 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 pick up on the rising sign all of our bad assumptions have are now apologized (laughs) vindicated (laughs) validated we were right all along Just as I knew we were. Thank you so much for jumping in with us. What a beautiful conversation. Thank you, ladies. I enjoyed it. Really, truly. Yeah. You guys are beautiful. You too. Good too. Thank you. Hi, ladies. You are amazing. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.